Can you hear me? What's up? Hello. Is any of this working? Yeah, I can hear uh, you. Can you hear me? My, one of my settings here. Oh, man, this is great. And we got our speakers. This is here. great. Pod. There we go. Can you hear Hello. me? Yeah, loud and clear, pal. Wow. Wow. Long time coming, this podcast. It's been uh, it's been many years. People have been craving it. People have been wanting it. And now, finally, it's here. Yeah. You bought a microphone because this might be the first time. You might have had to take it out of the box today because I convinced you to buy a microphone so we could start a podcast together. And then never we never started the podcast. That's correct. Yeah, I used it once because um, I had it. Uh, and I thought it would be a funny idea to promote a show using ASMR. Um, so I used oh, yeah. it to film that uh, promo and then I never put the promo out. So uh, it's the first podcast that's being used on those. So probably seven months after I bought it, we're using it for something. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I like this place that you live now has a good Zoom background wall. You could put some like uh, hip uh, music posters or whatever like a Phantom of the Opera play poster up there to show how cultured you are. That's good. I could do that. Yeah. I'm in the dining room right now. Uh, it's kind of where my workstation is. So nice. uh, probably can't get too custom with it. Probably no um, sound barriers or anything going up in the, uh, in the dining room, but eventually yeah, I'll have a, you know, a Scarface poster and, and all the cool stuff. Like a, like a sublime poster in neon colors. That's like, Blacklight, you have to turn a blacklight on to see the whole thing. Just my least favorite aesthetic. Uh, also, last time, I'm not going to put out a video of this one, but last time I got like a full tour of your apartment. I'm not asking for that this time, but next time. Next time we'll be better prepared. It'll be it'll be great next time, I think. I'm proud to kind of show off the area. You're missing it right now. We got, this is the only podcast we'll do while, while I have camping chairs uh, in Hell the living yeah. room. How long have you... So you live in Nashville now. You you used to be... At one point, you were one of my favorite Spokane comedians, if not my favorite Spokane comedian. And now you're my second favorite, or second to least... No, sorry. Least favorite behind Rob Wentz, who's my uh, second to least favorite Nashville comedian. Thank you. That's, uh, you know, big fish, small pond, small fish, big pond, you know? Yeah, the only other pod, or, uh, comedians I know out there are Theo Vaughn. I know of. I don't know them personally. Uh, Nate Bargatze, Steve Byrne. These guys I like. All, they're all better than you guys. Uh, it's true, but they uh, they wouldn't be the comics they are today if they would have stayed in Spokane for say a decade. So I know? do. I do believe that. I also think they wouldn't do this podcast. So I I can't shit on you too much. You know. And the reason I like Rob Woods more than you now is because he gave me a good, uh, a well paying gig recently so how did that go that was out in uh, post falls post falls idaho the metropolitan area of the north idaho skinny part region that's in that area panhandle. of uh, the panhandle but the pan's facing the wrong direction right like other like the oklahoma panhandle the pan is right it's like you're actually cooking the the idaho panhandle it's like you're you've hung the the pot up for the day you're done. You're done cooking for the day. Does Florida have a panhandle? I think that one's shaped like you're hitting someone with it. Yeah, all that's true. Uh, I like how you corrected yourself from saying a good gig to a well-paying gig. You stopped yourself <laughs> in the middle of that. I uh, I actually really liked it. I've heard horror stories. Uh, I mean, by the way, there's just horror stories all over North Idaho. Uh, it's like a grab bag of true. Nazis and uh, of and less organized white supremacists and uh, also like great comedy audiences. Like I had a great time, but I could certainly see it going badly for some people. I don't have a particularly political act. And anytime I get political, I shit on both sides. So, um, cause I think they're both really stupid. And so, uh, I did fine there. I had like a good time. Uh, yeah, I think the entire state, uh, the, the fact that the entire state of Idaho has zero dedicated comedy clubs tells you a little bit about what you could expect from their audience. Not true, Ryan McComb. Lounge at the end of the universe in Boise, Idaho is being slept on. Not, And I will not 
just it's not only because they've been flirting with headlining me at some point in 2023 but uh they do have uh comedy every weekend no but are they an exclusive comedy club though or um, are they an event space they do comedy every weekend uh they will occasionally have other events much like our beloved comedy clubs do okay all right i stand corrected yeah but that's that's Let's southern idaho in boise which is a very different place from northern idaho Correct. Yes. We agree. Yes. On that. It's a desolate wasteland. A beautiful desolate wasteland. Yeah, we uh we golfed, Jess Everett and I golfed at uh at um uh by the way, if my computer I got, I'm going to have to go mute my work computer. Hold on, I got to do it. Now I realize that it's I've made a mistake. It's digging like crazy. Hold on. Hold on, Ryan. Don't look at my ass, please. Hold on. Hold on. You're, uh, if I wanted to look at your ass, I would just subscribe to Road Hacks on YouTube. Hold that on, entire through the my headphones from a distance. Hold on, uh, yeah, Road Hacks on YouTube. Very just a just a burgeoning. Um, I was. It's, it's a, good for it's good for like uh, if someone like really wanted to see your butt crack. It's like it's like queer baiting, just because your butt crack is always so close to being out in those shots. There is uh, there's one that has not been released yet of um, me and a comic in Oklahoma City named Marty Johnson, and we golfed with we got paired with this guy that's a country singer in Oklahoma, and he tours like I mean I guess. I know you you might know a couple country singers in uh, Nashville now, but oh man, I can't tell if you're making this face right now or if my computer froze because this is just an insane. Uh, it, it continue with your story and then I have a follow up. I'll tell you what my face was. Sure. So this dude, uh, absolute insane, um, like very fun to golf with, but like one thing that he did constantly was he uh, would step in front of the camera. So he would just have his ass, like literally for minutes at a time, his ass was directly in front of the camera. Like not on purpose. He wasn't being funny. He was funny many times during the the time we were playing with him, but that was not the the purpose of putting his ass in front of the camera. Okay. Now you're going to try to shit on Oklahoma's country music scene because you're some Nashville guy now. And listen, dude, he he goes all over Texas, Arkansas. I'm not trying to tell you this guy's famous. He's He's like a scrub like you and me. Uh, a middle act opening for other people trying to fucking make a dollar and a reputation, you know? That's a good point. Thank you for cutting me off. You could tell where, where I was about to go. You could tell it wasn't nice. Now, here's this thing that just makes me hurt so bad on the inside. It's like it's already embarrassing enough that you're playing golf and filming yourself play golf. Sure. And talking and being out of breath by like the sixth hole and trying to run some sort of YouTube show. I just, it hurts me so bad inside. I'd never considered that you would be paired up with someone else and you would have to explain to them what you're doing. Yes. I don't know if you saw, but I posted, uh, I'm creating a group of comedians who are willing to occasionally pay to play golf alongside us because, uh, yeah, I don't think we can do that ever again. That was that was bad. It was the thing. The other thing about it that's interesting—just the nerve to their nerve to tell some, the nerve to get paired up with someone and be like, "Hey, stranger, I have a YouTube show with single-digit subscribers." Hey, we've and reached I'm eleven subscribers. Entire... We've reached eleven subscribers. Okay, congrats! Thank and you. this entire. Thing that you paid this entire experience that you paid to have is going to be impacted because I can't just go play golf. I have to make it into content yeah. and some sort of tax fraud scheme. Yes. And then you have the nerve to complain that he stood in front of your camera. Um, yes, I do have the nerve to do that. He was very much aware. So he, we, it was actually somewhat lucky that it was him and not just a normal, like non entertainer because he didn't give a shit. In fact, he played it up. He was like fun. He was fun. He's not like a main subject, but he will be on that video too much because him and his buddy were, they were fun. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be featured. Uh, it is embarrassing. And this is my, uh, my insecurity about that is to go like, yeah, dude, uh, 
we're going to fuck up your time a little bit. Um, so I try to do everything I can, by the way, to not create a problem for other people on the course, including the people that we're playing with. What I'm going to do from now on, I think, by the way, maybe this is like a Patreon tier, but a, uh, I'm going to just buy all four spots and not have to be paired with anyone, which is, Jesus. it's so much more expensive. That's insane. Why? I mean, what's the cost? Is it, I don't know. I don't golf, so I don't have any idea of the cost difference. But if you're paying two or four times as much money to golf, just well, so you can have a YouTube thing. Much. It wouldn't be four times as much because I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that for when it was just me golfing, probably. Um, what yeah. I would say is that the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make it seem a little bit less expensive in a way. So I, to take right now, I don't have uh, any status with any airlines. Next year, it'll be less expensive, but I'm already paying like eighty bucks to bring my clubs to check them both ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I'm paying. In so luckily, the guy that I golf with in Oklahoma City, uh, he like picked me up and drove me. But if I if I like had to Uber to the course, that's like another twenty bucks there and back. That's another forty bucks. Then I'm I'm paying the two, uh, the my like these two greens fees for these me and the other person. So at that point you're like I'm like 150 bucks into this already. What's another 60 bucks or something like that? You know, like it's it, if the difference is 60 bucks and the video sucks or doesn't happen at all, or it's good yeah. and does happen, then it's like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And hopefully this thing starts to make a little bit of money, but it doesn't, I mean, it's the chances are very low. I think you agree. You're very adamant that it won't happen. Not only do I think they will, I pray that the chances are <laughs> Wouldn't low. it be, wouldn't it be very upsetting if I got famous? It's, um, uh, it depends on how you got famous. You know? What if it was from I golfing content on YouTube? That's fine because I don't respect that. You know what I mean? Is that but what if that, that allowed me to sell tickets at comedy clubs? Wouldn't that be just so sad for you? But you'd have to bring in some sort of golf thing into your club. I have a golf club, club on stage. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not going to do that. But uh, I, yeah, I do think, I think there's like a thing where you just got to get people to know you for some reason, right? So we're... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I don't. Th- I, th- I don't think I'd be mad if you got famous based on a golf thing because you have the bravery and the stupidity to do that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work out. You probably have to have discussions with your wife about how much you're spending on golf. Oh no, for your we haven't YouTube had that yet. It's going to be a real problem. Not yet. All right, I'll text her. <laughs> I'll make sure she brings <laughs> it up. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't be jealous. Of that. If you got famous in stand up and I did not, and you got famous just from being a great stand up comic or what people thought was great, that would make me oh, angry because I'm so much better than you. Oh, man. Um, you should tell audiences. <laughs> you should let them know. Hey, can I ask a question? Because we didn't really get to talk about this. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm. it's going to sound uh, a little baity, and it might be. It might be a little baity, but I. You, prior to leaving Spokane, Washington, as your primary residence, set up a comedy album and special taping at a library in Spokane. You know, a classic alt-comic Ryan McComb location to do your album-slash-special in a library. Uh-huh. Did, uh, are you gonna put it out? Uh, yeah, I haven't got back the, uh... The recording of it, I don't know, it's taking so long. The guys, every time I let him know, or every time I follow up on it, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll have it early next week. And I've heard that probably five or six times Who's now. Who's the but, guy? Uh, Is it the guy? Uh, Do we guy know this guy? Do I know this guy? You don't know this guy, no. Okay. He's too cool for you to know. Great guy. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to having it. Um, I want to, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll put it out. Um I when the performance happened, I was super hard on myself because a couple of things didn't go exactly how I wanted them. Sure, uh, including attendance. But um, uh, you want me to lend you? See, yeah, right. I can send you some videos if you need some laughs for jokes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, it's <laughs> going to come out, laughs. and I should have made it clear that like 
I know this, and I thought people in Spokane knew this, but like the downtown library has like this gigantic event space overlooking the Spokane Falls. Just these gorgeous floor to ceiling windows, nice stage, great lighting, good cameras, all the stuff like built in, right? I mean, it's phenomenal. So I was, I made the mistake of like pitching it. It's like Ryan at the library. How cool is this? And people are like, what I knew that to be was like, come watch this great event and this wonderful, freshly renovated event space that happens to be at the library. But everyone that I talked to was like, oh, no, I didn't want to go to the library at nine o'clock at night on a Friday. Yeah, you uh, uh, you may recall I was stupid enough to invite you to a uh, I tried to record something um the, I called it my uh, my last show for a while. Do you remember? You recall this? Yeah, I drove probably ten hours round trip to go to that. Yeah, that was very nice. I paid you money. Oh, your uh, this Ryan, by the way, is talking to his hopefully his uh, dear girlfriend slash. You guys could be married. I don't know. No, we're not. But yeah, I'm talking. There's a, a stink bug that uh, that I saw on the roof or on the ceiling earlier. And I went to go scrape off by the time I had gone something to scrape it off of the ceiling. Cause you don't want to smash those. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to grab something to like put it outside. And by the time I got back, it was gone and I couldn't find it anywhere. And Taylor just pointed out that it's back. So, um, I don't know if you know this about the South, but we got some bug problems. I understand that. I've, that's what I know about the South. I'm going to hit record on this Google meet. Not, I just want to be able to look at this video later. I'm not going to use it. And I have audio recording elsewhere. I'm just letting you know because mm-hmm. I think I legally have to. Uh, I don't care Thank about you. your anyway, southern continue bugs. About your, uh, continue about your uh, going away yeah, so, retirement So show. a couple people, yeah, this is what people kept saying. They'd be like, I thought you quit comedy. And I'm like, I 45 <laughs> days I went without doing comedy, which was less than I had planned on 60 days, and I went 45. And uh, I never was going to quit comedy. I never said that. In fact, I thought that was the, what the for a while thing. I thought that was... Uh, I thought comedians, semi-professional joke tellers would understand the like why that's uh, a little tongue-in-cheek, but uh, they didn't. And a lot of people were like, like, and also because I'm not, um, because I'm so frequently booked, Ryan, it's not like I go to open mics every week. And so uh, you, I'll let you know what that's like at some point. Um, but people wouldn't see me for a while. Like it wasn't just the forty-five days that they didn't see me. It would be like months at a time. They're like, "Oh, I thought you, I thought you quit comedy forever." And I'm like, "No, I never. I didn't quit at all. I just took a like a brief break. To, I took paternity leave, basically." Yeah, it was a very like tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah, and I uh, I will say that I'm um, I did notice that I was not invited to your last thing, but uh, any of the last things, any of the going away things. No invite for old Casey McLean, but hey, but hey, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's good read. There's good boring reasons for that. Um, Tough follow. I get it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even. I had. I mean, I had that that album thing, but it wasn't like a. It, I mean, it was a free show. Uh, I'm not gonna have you come over for a free thing, especially with how busy and booked you are. Um, <laughs> and then the farewell show at the club was like. Phil kind of set it up with the club um, and so Phil was on the show hosting it and then Harry Riley was there Kelsey Cook came out for a little guest spot um, so that's nice uh, they, what I'm getting at is they were much more talented comics and there was no room for, for well, you. But you and Rob were on it that's true that's a good point actually <laughs> uh, God what a, what a just reverse order you go from the best comedians on the show to the worst comedians on the show closing it out <laughs> That is true. Actually, it was uh, Phil hosted, Kelsey went up, and then it was Harry, me, and then Rob. Jesus. Uh, which is very, no, you can't do that. Very fun. Oh, man. Um, I've still never met Rob in person. Did you know yeah, that? That explains why he booked you for that show. <laughs> By the way, he uh, <laughs> it took a lot of work to get booked on that show because he it was like a lot of... Uh, cancellations and stuff like that that led to that happening. So a bunch of comedians I mean, get canceled. Yeah, I mean it pays well, and it's within driving distance from Seattle. So there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of people reaching out and a lot of dipshits. That no, frankly, it was uh, like honestly, Rob was on a, on the ball, and I like 
he gave me a bunch of options and I had to, I had a, a gig cancel is why I ended up being able to do it the day that I did it, which was nice. I love Rob, despite never having met him. I did talk to him on the phone for the first time because there was a problem at the hotel. How, how often are you on the road, Ryan? Uh, I, uh, be, I haven't been on the road at all since I've been down here. Um, and I kind of wound down things in Spokane so I could focus on moving across sure. the country. Um, but before that it was probably, you know, two or three times a month going out and about. Gotcha. Two, two or three, like you're spending the night in a different city. <laughs> okay. So how, what percentage of the time do you have a problem checking into the hotel? That, by the way, uh, in, in the circumstance where you're not the one that booked it, the, the like venue is yeah. who booked it. Yeah. Um, not super high, maybe 15% of the time. I feel like it's like 65% of the time. If someone else booked a hotel room, I show up and it's like under their name or it's under like the venue's name. Or I'm at the, uh, there was one time I went to three different hotels in uh, the city because there's three different hotels with basically the same name. In uh, the city of Spokane. It was a Four Seasons total landscaping situation. <laughs> no, it was in Spokane. So it's the, you... the Davenport, Davenport Tower, Davenport Grand, and Davenport, the other one. And I've stayed in two yeah. of them now, but I went to the first one, and they were like, oh, no, you're at the other one. But they weren't like, hey, there's actually two more, so make sure you don't go to the other one that's right next to the one that you. So, yeah, I went to all three Davenports in Spokane. Yeah, I think there's a historic Davenport, Davenport Tower, and Davenport Grand. Yeah. Yes, yes, I think that's right. Well, um, what do you, I mean, this sounds like a you problem, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but like, what do you say when you're checking, do you expect the hotel to just be under your name and if like, like it's a regular reservation or do you provide any other additional context? Yeah, I will say, because this has happened so many times, by the way, I'll be like, it uh -huh. could be under this. It's probably, it's probably under this. I handed my ID. And then I go, it could be under this person's name. It could be under this club. It could be under whatever. Like I give them like a lot of options uh, because this has happened so many times. And even in that case, in Rob's case, I believe it was under the owner of the venue's wife's name. Yeah, they're pretty stupid there. I would expect something goes wrong there 100% of the time. <laughs> also, my, have, you, have you done that gig? Yeah. Have you seen, have you ever stayed in the hotel? No, I don't know. Okay. So it's not a bad hotel. I'm going to start with that. But my friend, Jess Everett, who's, yeah, have you met Jess before? I met him. Yes. Okay. I like him a lot more than you. Yeah, you should. He likes you more than I like you too. So, and he barely knows you, which <laughs> helps. Uh, That's why he likes me more. Yeah. I made that joke right before you did. But um, the, he was like, dude, the hotel is so nice. For this gig it's like so nice and i was like oh wow and i was like expecting it to be like a nice hotel and i realized that jess is just garbage because it's like fine <laughs> yeah. but it's like a motel that has like it has a pool he's like dude they have a pool and i'm like every fucking hotel has a pool like motels have pools he and i have done some gigs we did a, a run of uh deese casillas gigs who i like deese appreciate all his gigs we had one where he like didn't have a hotel booked in advance. And so we got a motel six in Moses Lake, Washington. And, uh, there were, I don't know when smoking got banned from hotel rooms, but there were cigarette burns on both of our sheets. The beds like his bed, Jess's bed was pushed as far to one wall as it could be. Mine was pushed as far to another wall as there, you, as it could be. And you could barely walk in between the beds. Uh, the, the swimming pool was closed for maintenance, but the cover on it was like so beat up that it had to have been closed for months for maintenance. And, uh, this was like, it's better than that. This was better than that, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is like one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed in. You know, you wouldn't brag about it and get someone else hyped up on the, uh, the idea of it. Yeah. How often have you shared hotel rooms on the road? Hardly ever. Uh, I've been lucky enough to to not have to do that. I've shared, I probably shared with like Phil Kopsinski before, um, and I've shared like Airbnbs or cabins or whatever they are, depending on the gig. But like two queen beds shared with someone, very very rare. Gotcha. 
Um, it's I've done it. I don't think I ever did it before the pandemic. And my first gig, like road gig out of the pandemic, I was with Gabriel Rutledge in Boise, Idaho, lounge at the end of the universe, aforementioned. We stayed. He was like, yeah, dude, I snore. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I snore worse than you do. And I was right. I won. Uh, I won snoring chicken. I've since had my tonsils removed, and it's gotten a little bit better, but it's not perfect. Uh, and But, yeah, then since then, it's it's kicked off this string of, like, I've done a bunch of stuff where I end up sharing hotel rooms. I've shared hotel rooms with Jess Everett. Like, I'm, I've slept more nights uh, – next to Jess Everett than my wife. That's not true, but. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like an exaggeration. That was an uh, exaggeration. You look like a guy that would snore. You look like a guy that I would refuse to yeah. share a hotel room with. I'm fat, Ryan. When, when you get fat, you start snoring more. But when I was skinny, I snored also. Yeah. It's not a snoring. It's, it's not a fat thing. It's a general vibe. You just seem like a snorer. You seem like you'd be irritating even in your sleep, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That, I was wondering this, are we friends? Would you consider us for, cause we, uh, there's almost no positive interaction that we have. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think we're friends. Yeah. I think we're friends. I think it's, a, I think you and I have a very healthy rivalry. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we have a very healthy. Yeah, we're we're we get along, and, and you know that that as comics, and even to some extent as like human beings, you don't joke around with people and say I mean know. jokes to people that you don't like. I know. Um, I I try to take pride in this. That and this isn't always true, but when it comes to people that I'm friends with, I will the worst things I will ever say to you will be to your face. Like, and oh, I've the, said way worse things about you behind your back. Oh, I believe that. I believe that you're a scumbag, but I'm an honorable human being who only wants uh, good for you. Or uh, you can, you'll never, you can never believe that I, you should never believe that I want worse for you than I'm telling you I want. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be like fake happy for you. Sure. Which is why I've never said I was happy for you one time. No, that's not true. That's not um, no, true. You told me you you told me moving to Nashville was a good move. Yeah, that's true. I was honest about that, and I also said uh, I was happy you got to do uh, American Comedy Company with Kelsey Cook, and I was happy for you on that too. That's a big, that's a big, uh, big club. Yeah, that was very fun, uh, and I appreciate. It. I think the only time I've said I'm happy for you is when you were quitting comedy that one time. <laughs> I said I'm happy for you and everyone in the area. The only person I feel bad for that you're quitting is your wife because she'll be around more. Have you, um, did you ever, I know you've headlined some shows. You and I, I had, you got, you said if I headlined Spokane Comedy Club before you, you were going to like jump off a bridge. And then I revealed mm -hmm. to you because I didn't, hadn't told you yet, but that I was headlining Spokane Comedy Club and it was going to be like, I think you had just gotten it and you were like, if this happened for you before me. I would kill myself. And then I, it was like two weeks before you or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got booked. It was about the same ballpark. So I'll let it slide. Yeah. yeah on a, on a technicality. I did uh, manage to have Spokane Comedy Club be my first full club weekend um, headlining. It's big. And uh, yeah. it was supposed to be Appleton. And then I had my flight got uh, Appleton seems like a more fitting first club weekend. Absolutely. Um, but it was 4th of July weekend. I never saw you that way. No, I did see you. I did see you. That was nice. You came into the green room. I didn't give you a guest spot because I gave one to Harry Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when um, there, was a, there was that Montana comic, Alex, whatever? Alex um, I very clearly. Yeah, you embarrassed me by saying his name out loud, and I didn't recognize that it was his name. <laughs> How did I embarrass you? You, you, I said something. Oh, I was talking about San Diego. And I said, yeah, there was some host down there, Alex. And I couldn't remember his last name. He said, was it Alex Kaufman? I'm like, no, that wasn't it. And I didn't realize, even though the guy I had, <laughs> I had met that Alex Kaufman before. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty embarrassing. Oh, that's so, that's so funny. Alex Kaufman is, uh, he started in Tacoma, like right around when I did. And mm -hmm. uh, so I've known him for years and he's. Yeah, he's doing fine in Montana, but he's got no... I knew that it would be funny for everybody, except for you, apparently, because you're a... 
Yeah, I mean, I, I recognize it. it was pretty uncomfortable, but I recognize it. It was that it was funny. You, Alex, and Jess were all sharing one hotel room that weekend, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we got a rollout bed for Alex. By the way, Davenport Tower, nicest. I mean, the rollout bed is nicer than the the bed in my fucking bedroom at home. It's like it's so nice. But yeah, at one point, I woke up on like the. I think I was there Sunday the third. And uh, I woke up, we had all, we had like golfed earlier in the day. We were all tired. Alex, I don't know, blew a guy or something. He was very tired also. And we're all asleep at like 3 p.m. Blackout curtains closed. And I woke up and I just looked over and I'm like, this looks like a fucking sleeper cell. Like if this was not a nice hotel room, it's like three middle-aged-ish unhappy dudes that are unhappy to be sharing this room. Uh with nobody here that we're attached to, we should be like bombing a fucking bank or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you should do something cool, not playing golf and blowing dudes. Hey, there's people who think it's really cool to get blown by dudes, and I think you should be sensitive to that. I know you moved to Tennessee, and your views <laughs> on the world have have shifted quite a bit. Hey, how is that though? Uh, you're like you've lived in Spokane your whole life, right? Yeah, just about. What is the, just what was about, the, what, when you say just about, are you like counting times when you were in a hotel room away from Spokane? I spent a week at my aunt's house down in Walla Walla. Oh yeah. So okay. that counts. Totally different. No, no, I went, I went to, uh, I went, I was out in Pullman for like a year and a half, which I mean, that was gotcha. only an hour and a half out of town. So basically it's, uh, that's why I say pretty much is cause it's, it's a, it was a short amount of time. B it was very close nearby, but, uh, but yeah, just, uh, yeah, basically 30 years in Spokane then down here. How has the, so my, I'm going to give you my picture of Nashville in my mind and you can tell me how close I am. Uh, Tennessee obviously is like a red state. I suspect Nashville mm -hmm. is like a little more like the like downtown Spokane area where it's like blended politically to the point where I suspect that politics aren't like a constant point of tension because people don't talk about it really. Is that right? Yeah, the, uh, that's about kind of what I'm picking up on. Um, there's a lot. The only, like, I, I don't have a lot of conversations with strangers. Um, so the only way that I pick up on kind of the uh, culture of the town is just through comedy, both in what people sure. explicitly say and what they're willing to joke about. There's a lot more um, guys who feel the need to, to do an abortion joke because obviously uh, abortion is now illegal in Tennessee. So there are a lot of guys. Is it illegal? Bring that up as a premise. What's that? I didn't realize that. I don't know what the like local abortion laws are in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is one of the states that had like a trigger law. Gotcha. So that as soon as, as soon as the, the Supreme court did what they did, it was just like, all right, here we go. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of male comics here who, that's oh something big happened. We'll just use that as a premise, and we'll bring up this kind of controversial, somewhat traumatic premise just to make a pun. You know, it's just not gotcha. worth what they're bringing up. Um, whereas in even even in Spokane, I don't think people would do that as much. Um, certainly not in Seattle. Um, well, I think I think yeah, the thing about been, that that's interesting to me is uh, there are like there is a big segment of the population that feels this way about abortion but that's they're actually yep. not represented in comedy like even these dudes aren't like let's say it's 30 percent of the country is very much against abortion uh mm -hmm. they're not that's not like even i suspect in nashville but it's like that's they're not there's not a representative sample of comedians who feel that way or at least who would be willing uh, not a representative representative sample of comedy so like this, the material that goes out on stage. Yeah. And I think that any, like the, the, someone that would have that view, the other views that they would hold would have gotten them canceled or not booked a long time ago. You know, it, even if, if it's not canceled, like, you know, kind of maybe more abrasive outdated views. Um, yeah. They are, they're on, they're doing cruise ships or they're on some circuit that I've never heard about. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But that, that's about what it seems is a, more blue leaning um, city in the middle of a red state is what it appears to me politically. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that's kind of what I like about Spokane, by the way, is because Spokane, for all intents and purposes, like Western Washington might as well be, or, or Eastern Washington might as well be its own state. Um, there's like, I mean, it's it's like a red, uh, like a ton of red, and then there's like one blue pocket, probably two. Like I suspect Pullman's probably a little blue, and and downtown Spokane. Like it, if you look at like a district map. And, and I like that. I like Boise. Boise's a great comedy town. I like uh, Blue District in a red state, Red District in a blue state. Or, like, my, like, I love being in Western Washington and going to, like, some fucking town in the woods. And <laughs> sure, these people sure. who feel like nobody's doing comedy for them. And then, similarly, I could do the same jokes in a place where it's like a blue, you know, it's like a fucking, there's a uh, guy wearing a cardigan in the front row in a place that's full of rednecks and I'm like, I'm (laughs) like, Oh, this like, this dude feels like I'm speaking to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, where have you gotten up? Are you like, uh, are you just doing like the Zanies, uh, open mic every week? No, there's no mic at Zanies. There's a new material Monday, which is like a booked showcase essentially is what it is, but there's no mic at Zanies. Um, there's basically three open mics that have a stage and then a bunch of coffee shops and breweries and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I mean, there's mics Sunday through Friday. Um, and we've been going out at least three times a week, just doing, doing different stuff, but it's nothing you would have, maybe that third coast is something you would have heard of. Oh, sure. Um, it's a good mic on Monday nights. Uh, it seems like it's an improv room on the weekends, but they got a good mic. Um, and then there's a couple of different things, but it seems, yeah, it seems very showcase heavy in town so far. Showcase heavy in Zanies. So you're also like this is the this is tough um, for anyone, but you're like you know maybe the most established. What are you like? A, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, it'll be nine years in December. Okay, so like nine years, but your dad was like involved in the local comedy scene <laughs> in Spokane. You've oh, you always laugh, but yeah. your dad he was he like was there. You knew about comedy yeah. at some point. You had I just laugh at the I laugh at the discrepancy between like what that statement factually means and what it looks like in reality. You know what I mean? Like people think that your dad laid the groundwork for your comedy career and the reality is he did not. Is that kind of what you're saying? No, just like saying that someone's done comedy for 30 years. You're like, holy smokes, that guy has so much wisdom and so put together and so professional and yada yada and and then the reality of what it what no, it is. Right, right. Uh, I, I, get, I get that. And we've talked about that before. I don't I don't necessarily mean that. I just mean like even to be like I didn't know what an open mic was when I was mm-hmm. uh twenty one or whatever how old you were yeah. when you started. I, I remember my friend I took because I was too scared to I I like I was trying to test the water with his toes, you know, like uh get my mm-hmm. buddy to do an open mic and yeah, he yeah. did like great the first one if you would have done great the second one i think i would have started comedy at 21 years old but he bombed so hard that i didn't do comedy for like seven years or something like that hey. yeah uh so um but i guess you're like the most connected in a relatively small town with not like a ton of competition at that point has it been hard to be like you not only are you starting over, but even the landscape is so much more. There's so many more comics I suspect in Nashville than there were in Spokane that it's like even more competition. Um, I mean, on the surface, that's why I moved here, right? I moved here for the same thing that creates more competition. Sure. Is, you know, creates rewards that are beyond what, what I could find. In, I'm not in asking Spokane. you to justify so, the move to me and, and make yourself feel good about it. I'm saying <laughs> how hard has it been is what I'm saying. I've been here a month. It hasn't been that hard. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented comics here. Uh, there's a lot of people that just go up and just waste time. Sure. They just waste time. Um, and some of those are the same people where you can tell they have talent, but they just waste time. So it's only been a month. I mean, I was, Taylor came out last night to the open mic and I'm like, I was telling her on the way home, I'm like, why can't these people just realize that I'm great? How long is it going to take them to figure it out? Um, so that frustration will grow more and more. Uh, but for now, it's been a month, uh, you know, it takes people time to to get familiar, you know, being 
um, absorbed in a comedy scene for for eight and a half years before I moved down. I understand being uh, th- that into it. And if someone new moved into town, how long it would take me to accept them, no matter how talented they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a mature view. I think, so I've had friends that have moved places and uh, they've really struggled to acclimate to that idea that like when you're at the very beginning, Tell her to shut the fuck up, dude. Tell your lady to shut the fuck up. Quit talking to you. Tell her it right now. Say it to her right now. You're too scared. I can tell you're too scared. Um. Now it just seems like I'm talking to myself, like you hung up on the call. Uh, you. No, it was close. I was talking to her. In my it was a whole thing, but uh, no, we were just gesturing. We weren't talking. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. There was I saw mouths moving, but that's fine. You were you were you were uh, It was like, "Hey, you're good." Gotcha. Mouthing. You were mouthing. Um mm-hmm. So, I think that's a mature view because at the beginning, like I remember when I first started getting opportunities, it was because I was willing to do shit like uh like work a door, take tickets, mm-hmm. check IDs, you know, help someone set up a podcast, do a recording for someone for not enough money, whatever. Like basically that that's actually really the thing is to be able you to be willing to do stuff for not enough money. Uh, yep. And it's tough when you're eight and a half years in to like revert back to that, right. To just go like, I'm now, now I'm doing shit for free or well below what I think my level is to, to try to get to a level, like to even get back to fucking sea level, you know? Yeah, and I think that that, I think it was like the experience I have and the talent that I have and the material that I have and all that, the you do have that experience. Kind of onboarding, <laughs> that onboarding <laughs> will be a lot easier. Each of those, you know, if you think about it, like each um, tape you recorded for way less money than you should have gotten gave you X amount of opportunities beyond that. You know, right. even using your example, those X, those, those opportunities are going to be infinitely more um, than they would have been otherwise. So I think that that, that onboarding process will be a lot quicker since I've already done it. And since like, you know, when you're, when you're first starting out and you're kind of in over your head and these opportunities that you're getting are things that you maybe aren't necessarily prepared for. So you do well, you know, three out of five times and you do great one out of five times, right? right. <clears throat> but I'm in that situation now. Now I'm going to do well four out of five times and great. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it, that stuff will be easier. Um, but yeah, again, you're talking to me a month down here. Talk to me again in two months. I'm, I, I'm sure I'll be furious and like... Oh, gotcha. I, I was going to say I don't want to talk to you again for a long time. But uh, yeah, this I... Is great. We're having an awesome time. I do think that's... Uh, <laughs> That is funny. I'm I'm the same way where it's like I can be very zen about something and then the moment I see like here's an example. Imagine this scenario. Uh you're down there for another month and Rob Wentz gets passed at the the fucking Zanies and he's yep. like or Rob Wentz gets taken on the road by Nate Bargazzi. You might you might jump off a bridge then, right? Here's the thing about it. Zanies, I I'd be cool with that, right? I'd be cool with Zanies. Rob and I have different very very different energies. Rob's sure. energy is more unique. So if they're going for uniqueness over pure talent, then like you know, what do you gotta do? <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh yeah. If Nate Bragazzi all of a sudden was like, I would like to take out a an inappropriate a young dirty Cajun man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, this is a little weird. This is a little suspect, all right? I feel like this is personal now. Um, no, I mean, you're talking to me a month down here. Uh, you're talking to me at three in the afternoon. You, you talk to me two months from now, fresh off an open mic. I will be furious. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel that way. I always say, I used to be like, uh, you know, it's like when you enter a contest, a comedy contest, right? And you go, <laughs> I don't even care if I win. And then by you're like, you get partway into it and you're like, I better fucking win this thing. Cause all these other people are trash. And then inevitably yeah. you don't win. And, uh, you're, I end up ang- like personally, I'd be like fuming on the drive home every time. And so then I made yeah. it like, a, I made a rule for myself that I'm only going to enter contests that I care about winning so that I'm, cause I was like, I, this is what happened is I did a show. I did it like a one night competition and like, I'm there. I hear what's going on in the room. You know what I mean? 
And it was like, oh, like, I didn't even place. And then you see who, like, the top three were, and you're like, okay. Like, these weren't even – take me out of the equation. These are, like, bottom third. <laughs> but there's, like, you know, a reason why – we all know the reason why they get uh, they get pumped up to the top of this competition. And uh, – What's the reason? I need you to say it. It's because um, they're just infinitely – listen – um, women and minorities are just all funny and perfect people. Uh, there's no, there's no hey. variation. We don't want to take none of that attitude down here. All right. Down here in Tennessee. All right. And, uh, and it, also if you're a white guy, but you happen to blow a dude, like I said, very fun for some people, including apparently, uh, <laughs> the people listening to laughter to judge a comedy contest. Um, yes, known known gay minority Jess Everett, winner of the Tacoma Voice Competition. Well, I, I was uh, not talking about a place in Tacoma. I was that that actually. I think like that one is pretty objective, and I actually think the one you and I did, the Seattle International Comedy Competition, though it's got its I flaws. I didn't do that. You didn't do it. No, haven't done it. Oh wow! I thought I thought you had. Uh, you, did, did I've auditioned a couple? I auditioned a couple times before the pandemic when they were still doing the saddle the satellite auditions um, and bringing them to Spokane. But well, that's when I, I met you was at the the to Seattle Comedy Underground Green Room. Um, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, I'll probably submit. I'm I'm not going to do it this year just because I moved. I just moved down here and I can't go all the way back. They've already selected the people. Next. Also, that would be another reason why. Oh, well, I, I, I didn't decide way, just now that I wasn't going to By the it. way, God, uh, I got rejected. Good. I've, I've been in it, and I got rejected. Uh, I did not sign up. I was like a day late signing up for the audition, so I just sent in a video, and I got the thing. I got, by the way, again, it's like the bitterness of I was so bitter and annoyed. And then luckily, it was on a day when I had shows, and I had mm. like, inc- I had like, good paying road shows. I was in Oklahoma city like the, and it like I found out and then had the best show of the weekend immediately following. So I forgot about it pretty quickly, but I could have stewed on that for weeks. <laughs> what, um, what, uh, when, when did you do it last? Was that 2019? 2019. Yeah. And they didn't have it 2020 okay. and then 2021, they did what, you know, whatever happened. And then I, uh, they changed talent folks mm-hmm. and uh, put an even, like, explicitly stated that they were putting an even more uh, hard focus on uh, gay minorities. And so, uh, whatever. So you're like, you know, it always $15. Did yeah, it cost to submit to it? Well, I mean, I'd like, you know, of course I'd like to, I'd like, uh, basically what's going to happen is I'm cool right now until I see the, who's actually in it. And then I'm going to be mad all over again. Cause, uh, I'm going to see people maybe like that person, but I don't get in. Uh, and it's also, by the way, I'm, I know that I'm not just going to be annoyed at the gay minorities, but also the straight white guys that, uh, that got in when I didn't, you know? Oh, you're muted right now, which is good. I think that's. Rob good. just got back from the hammock. Uh, would you like to have your first face-to-face interaction? Oh, with, let uh, me Rob, see this fella. Rob Wentz. One time. All right, here we go. I'm going to give him an earbud. And I'm going to oh, give him a mic. Wow. This is this is this maybe a lot of wax in it. I think giving someone an earbud is maybe more intimate than sex. Well, we've already had sex. That's good. Hey, what? Uh, you, you muted yourself somehow. This guy stinks. This fucking Cajun guy stinks. Wow. This is I now I wish there was but he's still muted. This guy stinks. Boy. <laughs> now can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Right. Right. Hey Casey. Hi Rob. Did you get a haircut since you moved to Nashville? I, I had to cut it off. I can't Why is your why does you keep muting yourself? This guy, this fucking dude, he's never gonna make it in comedy if he's constantly muting microphones. God. I think I might have to hang up because he's still muted. Oh, Jeez, no. can you hear me now? Yeah, what is happening over there? Why Why? Why does Ryan look like a disappointed IT guy, too? Well, he's just using all Google product. Oh, my God. He did it again. He did it again. This fucking guy sucks. Can you hear me? For now, I can. Okay, now I can hear you. All you right, look good, good today. 
Thank you. I'm feeling I'm feeling decent. Uh I'm good, man. I have no uh no faith that we're going to continue talking for very long. Um because look <laughs> at but it's nice to see you and talk to you uh face to face. It's oh, well, here we are, man. I'm good to hear your voice. I, yeah. You called me the other day cuz the hotel room and Yes, we you, talked we about this on this podcast. Didn't sound how you thought you'd sound, but you sounded respectful, which is what nice. did you, you like somebody who could fight somebody. How did you think I was going to sound? Zero of his clips. I, no, I've watched your clip. I, I thought maybe you were going to sound, uh, I don't know, maybe like a higher pitched voice. You seem like you may be a little squeaky guy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, I thought you would have more of a, I thought you'd talk like you were from the bayou. Yeah, that, that is disappointing to not have that be your actual voice. I know it's sad, honestly. I you just sound like a normal fucking nerd guy. from Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking, much, dude. Oh, if I was a nerd from Seattle, I wouldn't mute myself when I got the fucking thing. <laughs> I'd have figured that shit out. All right. Well, I actually, I am, uh, I am going to hang up, but not because you got on, but it does seem like that. But I have, uh, I think Ryan's. Uh, we were scheduled from twelve to one, and I have other business to take care of. God, this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm recording this because this really does look like. Like your lesbian mom with cancer is in the background, like really proud to see your like your uncle. <laughs> well, we're doing our best. We switched them onto like a bunch of kale and stuff to try and fight for the antibodies. Good, so that's I think it's good. Work out. The na- nature's cure. Mm-hmm. I think get some crystals and a and a couple more vaccines, probably too. We've been shooting them with every vaccine I can get: measles, pox, all of them. Man, I put yeah. them up into one big bowl. That's good. So should that's be good. should work okay. It's like a king's uh, yeah, cup a of vaccines. All right. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Well, I'm going to go at some point. I'm going to exploit my friendship with uh, Ryan to visit you guys both. And uh, yeah, I'll, we'll do. We should do an in-person podcast then, or maybe sometime between now and then. I'll. Uh, t- but it, also, you got to keep booking. You gotta get some more gigs over here that pay 400 bucks to fucking headline. Yeah. I know. I got to start. I might. I might start working on some things. I do like the fact that uh, we've interacted a lot, but have never seen each other in person. Yeah, you, nobody has paid like me it. as well as you've paid me without me having to deal with them in person. This is my favorite interaction yeah. of my life. Is is uh, you? That's what I do, man. I just try and send people money like uh, without having to talk to them ever. It's really working out good for like me so far. Like the U.S. government. That's nice. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. Pretty much, baby. Unemployment. Yeah. All right, buddy. I'm gonna talk to you later. Tell Ryan that he sucks and he has no talent. He knows. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. How do I get off? Oh, God. <laughs>